So we should probably set the tone. Let There's a lot to set up here. I was just going to welcome everybody to the How to Be Unpopular podcast, the podcast that comes out one to three times a year, <laughs> at least in this stretch of time. Yeah. We might have like a, a boom in like 2021 where we release 10 or 12, but I would say from last year, this year, probably next year and the year after, one to three times a year. We that could seems be like that, a though. good prediction. Who knows? But it will keep coming out. Oh, for sure. Maybe, maybe one will come out in every two years. But it'll maybe it'll mean more if it comes. But we're still here. We out here. It's uh, it's your birthday today. Yeah, it is. How old are you, yeah, Todd? Thirty-six. <laughs> And we're on a different version of a skate trip. We're hoping, if everything goes to plan, to do two days in a row, but no overnight anywhere. We come back to Kamloops and then leave again. We're in a Ford Focus. Why are we in a Ford Focus? A rental, because my car's in the shop. My car got smashed in a parking lot, so it's getting fixed right now um and we were also having a really natural good conversation and then i said should we start recording and now it's not going to be as natural for the first 10 to 15 minutes probably who knows could get really natural but i broke the conversation by saying we should record this um you can describe what it looks like outside right now well it's it's not promise, promising. It's very rainy, gloomy. Uh, it's quarter to nine in the morning. So hopefully we get some dry concrete today to skate on. But it's iffy. It's very iffy. We're going anyway. Yeah. Got to do it. It was really nice all week. Today it's rainy. And I think what? we picked this date six months ago. Yeah, long ass. You got to plan this shit. <laughs> you got to plan skate sessions. It was it was easier before when I didn't have a little person that I had to take care of. I could talk and be like, let's skate at this time. And it was most usually I was able to. Like 80 to yeah, 70% of the time. And now it's ninja scheduling. Which oh, is good sure. though. It's a much different experience as to the the mental game behind skating for me has increased a million times because your expectations to a session being far away can can bite you or it can be really good having that much distance. Well, you appreciate it a lot when it happens. Yeah, but so you also ha- want to do so much and sometimes it just might not happen yeah the most devastating one was the the downtown session when uh i had the the white uh them skates that didn't fit me very well and uh i think i was really tired from the night before and i hadn't had a session like that since i don't know maybe my early you know like when you're in your early 20s and and you're hungover or something and you're just kind of 
going skating out of some strange sense of obligation to the culture and you don't really or you're you're not connected with it like you haven't connected with skating you know there's those weird sessions like oh yeah those weird sessions happen all the time it's just that it's more devastating now because (laughs) you only get to skate like once every couple weeks or whatever so having a bad session is more difficult there's always going to be a good session though eventually yeah always more often than not i think the my or or late 20s were very key in discovering how to connect with skating quicker like in shorter bursts of time be more productive for whatever that that means i was saying i think before we recorded um, that the videos not in the grand scheme of life making more inline skating videos isn't important to the world or the universe but it's important to me yeah it's important to me so what it's like a ritual hey that's all the way I think of it it's like the the ritual of going on a trip and filming and skating trick lists Picking songs, having trick ideas, it's still really addictive. Really addictive. Yeah. The intrinsic motivation and reward of doing it feels really good. Because life is temporary. So what are you gonna do before before it's gone? And party? It, it, yeah, have fun. But skating and making videos gives you something that you can't really get from anything else. Yeah, that's you true. Might, you might get it if you're really into making music or or other forms of art, but skating is making a skate video. The process of it is really interesting, and then obviously the, the end product, there's something really special in a skate video that gets expressed, that doesn't get expressed in other things. It's still the most fun world to create there's so many fun factors to a skate video and not just a rollerblading video but I still love what like I watch skateboarding videos and ski videos more like street skiing videos interest me more than like filmed at resorts and stuff but yeah. I guess that's the same as park and street like a street video filmed mostly on the streets it's just so interesting so interesting yeah it's just like humans filming each other doing moves on their devices. Yeah, that put into music. There's a there's a sense of freedom, and it's not a movie. There's there doesn't need to be like a plot, a storyline. That's story the best line. part. Oh, people it's have just... tried, and it's not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, you don't need that shit. You don't need to have a story. Can you imagine an alternate? It could be funny. It could be we're funny. Like, where we're on this same car ride. And I'm saying like, yeah, we're gonna be trying something different for the next video. We got a story. We got a story. We got a movie we're doing some crew. acting. <laughs> what is that like? People don't people don't feel secure enough in the skate video format. They're like, we have to take it to the next level. It's gonna be more like a movie. I can't wait to do the uh, bang and accidental machines commentaries eventually because. Words and, and Brain for Gone, they were edited by Dustin Latimer. There was still some like experimental editing stuff, but it's like, here's the skating and here's how I 
want to put it together and then all of a sudden you hand it over to Shane Coburn. <laughs> Not that those videos are bad, but really, the skits and the acting and like the script writing, he was trying to project something, one of his interests onto a skate right. video and it just didn't. I remember it being entertaining at the time, but I wonder why that was. I guess he always had loose, like, philosophical concepts that he put onto things, but... Well, I think he... Yeah, I think you said it. I think he was probably not as connected to the rollerblading aspect of it. And he... His interests were more like, I want to get into making movies, or maybe he's more interested in movies than yeah. he is in skate videos. So... I guess that started to come through. Yeah. I'll never forget the first... Well, there's two times I felt depressed about skating after watching skate videos. One was, uh, I think you were with Nima and I, we watched VG 22, we watched VG 20 something. And it was just really sad and it didn't make me want to skate anymore. <laughs> and Bang though, definitely. I felt really weird after watching Bang. We drove to Vancouver to watch it. Like we watched a premiere oh, yeah. and then we skated Plaza and like the colors of the video and the feeling and the, you could could feel skating was just this I don't know life support or I don't know how to describe it it's still a great video but the mood of that video was really weird the Latimer section's great it's a pretty dark video it is if you think about it Whoa. A, what was big, that just past some a pile of flesh on the road some pile of hair and flesh. It's better when you can't identify if it's a, a dog or a cat. If it's yeah. just a pile of flesh, it's less. There's no one. There's not as much empathy. It just looks like a pile of mud or something, just a different color. Where did it, I took us on that sidetrack from? Oh, just that it's still important to yeah, do this. Important to important to us. That's the other thing about. I thought that, like, I was going through some very serious emotions on the... I was trying so hard last summer because I knew there was a possibility of having a kid, like, this year that I'm in right now, but the previous year, I was obsessively trying to make as much stuff as I could, thinking that I would maybe cut some kind of cord or relation to that style of like obsessively making stuff and putting it out which I have a little bit because the way we're going to do these videos we're just letting it go for two years and then making something but I remember I wanted so badly that trip that we went on with Stu and Colin and Leon and Danny like I wanted that to be zone two like I was pushing so much stuff that didn't need to be pushed right because of a kid coming right and uh weirdest emotions on that trip where I knew I was pushing it and I should have just been relaxing into like going on a skate trip and not filming and then the, the pressure of wanting to make stuff I just felt some kind of like ending of a cycle and now this feels like fresh and new to not be making an edit every weekend or not be like forcing other people on projects or this just feels so good just take your time or something yeah which I wasn't last, but yeah. I had a reason. Like I, I, and I didn't know what it was gonna be like once you have a kid. I didn't know what my relation to skating and filming was gonna be. Yeah. Like I was worried that it, that 
all of a sudden the kick comes out and you're like, oh, skating's not that, like skating and filming, that's so stupid now that I'm in charge of this person. But surprisingly, it, it stays important. I, it just stayed important. Not, not to the extent of like, I'm sure there's some sweet deadbeat dads out there that think it's so important that they like haven't got a job and they're still like <laughs> out filming a snowboarding video or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy all of the structures were in place outside of making skating stuff. It is, it is interesting. It's a constant struggle to have a, rela- a healthy relationship with it. With skating? Yeah. Yeah. That's been the biggest thing in the last six months. Oh, and kind of leading up to it, too. Because I didn't know how I was going to feel after a baby came out. And I still... Like, I know how I feel about that. But then you go back and forth like, is it weird that I care this much about this thing? Like, is it stupid that I care this much? No, it's not. <laughs> like, you go do it, and you feel so good, so yeah. refreshed. <clears throat> exactly. Like, hey, it's not stupid. Okay, it's not stupid. Is there anything else I can do that's, like, simpler and not as painful if I, like, like is there something I can access a little bit easier that I can do to get the same feeling? And then, nothing yet. Exercise and all, there's, like, pretty standard stuff that I like to do but <laughs> yeah I always ask myself like why did why am I so into this always I keep coming back to that it's some kind of uh, weird ritual and then like you said that you can't get the thing anywhere else yeah but even yeah the pressure leading up to, I don't know if it's that we played sports or I don't know, but the pressure that you can put on yourself to have a good skate, sometimes it's only for two hours. I think Carly said it really well once when she said it's a really high risk activity and not, not, she wasn't talking about the physical risks, she was talking about the, the risk of it not fulfilling what what you want it to fulfill. Oh, yeah. Because I've had some sessions where it has a paradoxical effect where I will get, like, really depressed from skating. And it's because, like, I'm, yeah. I want... I have such a high expectation of it. Yeah. And then that doesn't happen. And so I don't know if it's a disappointment and, and I'm I'm putting so much importance into this thing that doesn't happen for me the best approach to skating is always a more relaxed approach and just like you just you're gonna go put on your skates and you're just gonna skate around and do your thing and and not expect so much from yourself not expect so much from from the filming that you do but just to let it happen but why is that so difficult you would think at (laughs) fucking 36 that I would be able to just fucking relax. Yeah, you, and not you said that worry as we're driving so in the way, the, in, the, in the rain, yeah. loaded car loaded with camera gear <laughs> and trick lists, <laughs> snacks, hydration, so we don't have to stop to yeah. get as much time as possible. <laughs> but we might just drive around <laughs> to different skate parks that have rain falling on them. Fuck. That's why I think at least 
like making a podcast. <laughs> this is looking promising, though. Yeah. Make, making a podcast was something we had in our heads too, because we did this when we went to Merritt and Hope. Time is going by very fast these days. Very fast. That was two years ago, but I always think that that's last year. Does time go? F- is it true that time goes by faster the older you get? Feels like it. I heard an interesting, like, it, if you look at it in terms of percentages of your life, so, like, a one-year-old turning two, that's that's 100% of their life that they're, because they're, they're one. Oh, yeah. And then it's a full, like, that, oh, that, that, that the, year that it goes, is 100% of what they've lived before. And then it goes down. And then slowly that percentage goes down. You know what's so crazy to me about 36 is when I thought about that I've been 18 years old twice now. Yeah. It's really crazy to think about. That I've been 18 years since 18. And 18 is such like a... Such a crossroads age, because that's when you graduate high school, isn't it? Right, yep. To know that you're 18 years out from that. And you can drink liquor in Alberta (laughs) when you're 18. Yeah. You know what Alberta has? Jobs and alcohol. Fuck yeah. What I'm else moving. do you need? What else I'm do you moving. need? Is it still 18 that was, years there? It, for people listening, that was a quote that we were girl. hanging out with some girls and they were they were talking about how awesome Alberta is and we were saying like, yeah, we still like BC. Now BC's got this and that and they said, well, Alberta has jobs and liquor. And, oh, and so she, you, nailed, she nailed it. You were referencing what I ended up referencing when you said. Well, jobs I knew what you were oh, okay. about to say, but you oh. because I knew you were gonna yeah. copy that girl. See, that's the problem with me and you doing podcasts is there's so many inside jokes because we can we can speak in like a language that probably people wouldn't even understand because we could just reference yeah. things from like 20 years ago. The language I have that. My sister speaks that language. It's a kind of like a similar dialect to the one that we know, but maybe more rollerblading references and then strange, yeah, things like that. It's funny that things like that stick though for that long. Just if we I both say, remember that. If I say, it's such a ridiculous fucking quote. Like these are the benefits of my province: jobs and alcohol. And she said it with so much conviction. You couldn't even argue with her. I wonder if she <laughs> she must be in politics now, like running for. I'm sure if 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 jobs and alcohol were like her primary source or platform, life, she's probably in a really good place right now in her life. It's it's a common cycle for human beings that is kind of like life can go in that direction, you know. That's the other thing about skating. Whether you have a shitty session or not, it's important to have that other thing. Because for some people, or it other, is just jobs things. and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. Somebody's listening to this right now, hey, nothing wrong with that, sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds good to me. Jobs and alcohol. Yeah, Alberta wanted to uh, separate from Canada when Trudeau pulled out of that climate. It's so hard to follow, but... Oh, the climate... Uh treaty thing. Yeah. Alberta wanted to become its own country. And <laughs> did the, I swear I read something. This would be amazing if, if Alberta and Texas 
combined into one country. Like, they would be separate, but they would all have the same governing bodies and everything. So wow. All the oil, all the shit. Alberta's really oil suffering. Right now. Are they? That strategy, they, they didn't diversify. watch a maybe a tourism Alberta thing they'll, they'll show that they have lots to offer. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't every every town's thing is like we have great uh, craft beer places, <laughs> coffee shops, outdoor recreational activities. It is like, it's hilarious that there's people that, like their job is to promote the, the tourism of an area. Get people, get people here. <laughs> we got the, the stores, the shopping, the dining. We're the tournament capital of Canada, or no? The new, uh, the new Kamloops branding. Would it boldly unscripted? Boldly unscripted. Yeah. You don't need to have a plan. Just come here. Yeah. You know. Talk to the locals. Hey, I did have a craft beer. Just I, take the, take it by ear. Hey, want to go play golf? Yeah, let's go golfing. Yeah. Stop at a, at a at a local cafe for a coffee with the boys. <laughs> hey, I've had some boldly unscripted days in campus. Hey, hop on went, Instagram. Maybe go live. I talk went, about what you're doing. I went to the skate park one morning, then I went Ooh. for a hike with the dogs, Ooh. then I went to a coffee shop later. You didn't have any of that planned? No, In I the just... morning, you didn't script it out? You just... Uh, no, I I probably scripted that out. <laughs> I probably had that in my mind. Though. But it still was bold. It could be boldly unscripted. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't you be boldly unscripted anywhere? Yeah, but you just need... A set of words that some agency works a really long time on to come up with to say this is the thing. Right. If we, if one of us won the lottery and we just spent all of it on a branding agency rebranding mushroom blading, okay guys, this <laughs> is what we've come up with. And then you have like your tagline and all your different logos. The funniest part is we work in, in marketing. We all we know this very well. <laughs> gotta sell shit. You can't just have a great product, Joey. You gotta tell people why it's great. You gotta communicate why the product is great so that they purchase it and experience the product. It's not about the product. It's about the stories. The stories that people have with the product. It's about the emotional impact yeah. that the product has. Right now, you know, whatever whatever happens on this skate trip it's about the storytelling behind it exactly on instagram instagram stories we're gonna we're gonna tell a story that reflects our brand and our identity today find your story at least that's that's what the email said from the headquarters this morning right yeah this could be a ford commercial just a couple of guys going out on a rainy day hoping for the best. The funniest part is this isn't the vehicle. Like if Ford picked a vehicle for us doing this, it wouldn't be the Ford Focus. 
Oh no, no, it could be because you have the kid seats in the back, so the start right. of the commercial would be you like dropping off the kids or something like that. <laughs> you have to include the lifestyle that you're living. <laughs> that part, that stuff is interesting, but it's very separate from the skating world. It's one other thing I've found. Is but it's not. No, the it's marketing not. side of skating fucks with you. Fucks with people. Oh, about how skating is shown online? Yeah, because we basically relive like videos. Yeah. Or or look to video content as like, oh, that's the way I'm supposed to experience this thing. It is funny that it wouldn't that the like being a parent and skating there's no companies that there's no marketing or anything that reflects that it's very separate don't you think I guess it's pretty badass that Julio has a company and he has two kids not that that's part of his marketing but you know that right like that's an interesting question in the future will there be like a like a family friendly skate brand that their marketing is is targeting parents of kids that want to do the activity because you're right it's like the traditionally or right now the marketing it doesn't make parents want their kid to skate at all it's it's purposely targeted at the teenager the yeah well, not even i mean not that there's i was so teenagers. confused when it's also just my experience of it but rain liners announced a team and then had like a edit with really good skating. Yeah. That was announcing the team. But then I'm not sure does that actually does that do anything? And who is it marketing to 30? Like our average age is 30 something. So is it because we've just we have this marketing style built into us that I don't know. It like, is built into us for sure. And I guess the cycle. I guess it, the Lorraine thing is more about what we're doing. It's just about some kind of a strange ritual. That like, okay, we're going to pick some people to represent this product. There's going to be a really good edit. And there's no way you can actually uh, measure if Rain Soul is going to sell more liners to a bunch of 30-year-olds because of that edit. It, it's that marketing to 14 year olds that shit works really well what's funny like it's it's marketing credibility yeah. in the industry and not really marketing their product like it didn't really I guess everyone was skating rain liners but you couldn't even really could you see them or I don't know how do you credibility yeah that's true it wasn't promoting the benefits of the liner like this liner is the most comfortable this liner lasts the longest or anything like that it was just like showing badass skating with the t-shirt oh um, did they all have the t-shirt on well i don't know if they all had the t-shirt but probably some of them had the t-shirt <laughs> i looked at it as that brand recognition it's been cool to see what happened with intuition and there's there is no team exactly. there is no specific edit release it's where just people a, are wearing just a great it's product. a really good product yeah nobody believed us for the first while too 
it took other people using it word of mouth. It took I'm a little sure. while, but it's, yeah, it's, they're pretty successful now. Just because you can't deny the product. That's, that's why. A lot of the best skating that's happened in the past couple years, like, or, or a lot of edits that have stood out, not like the best skating, but people who stood out in edits have been using that liner. And it also, it, it seems like their vision of skating has become more defined when using this product. Especially for the, that ninja-ish, microblading, small movements type skating. Yeah. It does improve style. Because your skates react to your movements. Better. I know, and that's such a weird thing to think about with the liner. Responsiveness. I'm wondering, I might get something to eat at A&W. Leon would be happy. Yeah, I'm gonna get something to eat at A&W. Since I haven't eaten anything. Oh, you're gonna need to. Yes. Another lesson I've had lately about skate sessions is uh, energy uh, conservation. Hydration, nutrition. Sometimes there's so much excitement that you don't take a break. I get so excited to skate that I, I'm not hungry. The chances of the skate park being dry is probably zero. 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 Yeah, we'll go look Qu at it. Well, yeah, we'll go look eat at breakfast. It. Do you want it? Are you going to order anything? Yeah, and I can get it. What are you going to get? Um, bacon and egg or English muffin. What are you going to get? Yeah, that sounds good. Hash brown? They got good hash browns here. Yeah, probably hash brown. Yeah, probably. And I am going to probably get a coffee here. This coffee... It's not good. It isn't very good. It's no. coffee-flavored water, but I'll... <laughs> Hello, could we please get uh, two uh, bacon and egg combos? An English muffin and a seated bun. Do you want English, English muffin? English muffin, yeah. Uh, both on English muffins. Alright, and what you drink with those? Uh, coffees. Small, medium, or large? Large, please. No, Just black you. is fine. Just black for both of them? Yep. Anything else? That's it. Thank you. I am open to having my mind changed though. It, it was a long time ago and it, I remember so clearly that it was, it was like really I was just bad. drinking like, like a, somebody had put a coffee tea bag in a big glass of hot water. I feel like it's because that's how old people like it, and they're like trying to please the old. Because A and W is <laughs> kind of right. like an old are, person. What are they gonna do though? Because they need to switch that up pretty soon. They they're do. Gonna lose some of gonna this die. Pocket. They gotta switch it up. It is pretty cool that when you go into an A and W, there's lots of just old people hanging out drinking coffee. That yeah. They they go people. for the the old diner style, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Their burgers are good though. Really good food. Really good food. And I, I do like the vibe of A&W. Yeah. It's very, like, 
it's uncool. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is becoming more important it's, as we go on. It's just pleasant. <laughs> it is. Look at the faces on the burger yeah, family. The mama burger, the papa burger. Very 50s style. Font and everything. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Or it might actually be interesting to hear the crinkling of the bag and everything. I can cut this if, if we need to. It's okay because um, I was probably least excited about skating this park. Me too. I wanted to get a couple things. Like I wrote, there's that long ledge. Yeah. Like I wrote down on it like topsail across it. But even <laughs> if I was trying it in the moment, in my head I would be like, the only reason I'm trying this is because I wrote it on my fucking list. I wrote it on I, my stupid list. <laughs> I wrote down front side on that. See, that's smarter. <laughs> Because you probably could have got that quite quickly. Topsail would be tough. I don't see, I don't know what it looks like. I only had that one picture. Does it have a tap? It does. Yeah, it looked like a weird curved short wall ride thing with, it's got coping on the edge of it. I think so. Yeah, it's weird. The, but the, the two bumps and the spine, the, pretty much that I wanted cool, to just get yeah. a couple things on that and then go to the next spot. Yeah. But this is so close that we'll be able to skate it next year. Yeah. Or not at all. It was funny when we would go out to the lake, my dorky skating side. Even if I don't have my skates, I still want to be like, can we stop it, Chase, and look at the skate park? <laughs> look at it? <laughs> Something about, there's something, you gotta look at the skate park. You, you gotta go check it out. You walk around, yeah. look at some stuff, yeah. start sizing it up. It's and then exciting. you put your skates on and it feels nothing like how you imagine skating in your head, even <laughs> though you've done it so many times. You have to prepare for that. You have to prepare for the... Something about... The skating feeling. Something about... It's not about as easy. Sycamus is usually pretty good to go in how I remember that park feeling and everything. Uh, that's why, I, that's one of my favorites on the list. Something about Salmon Arm. There should be a couple more seconds. Thank you. Doesn't click with me as much. Do you want me to take this? Sure. sure. Something about Salmon Arm is like, stumps me. Yeah. I don't know why. Something about the layout. It's a strange yeah. layout. And we have, Merritt and Salmon Armour almost related to me, like where it's a really new park with a lot of nice stuff to grind, but there's something about those shittier ones that are more interesting. Yeah. You gotta just focus on your objects. Yeah. Let me tell you. And Armstrong's always fun, but same kind of thing. I wanted to go to these parks because of the, I don't know, there's, there's a tradition there. We've been skating uh, Sycamus for since 2002? Three. When, when was the first time we skated Sycamus? Okay Buddy. Around Okay Buddy was when it was fairly new. There's footage. Is there... There's Armstrong about? and Sycamus footage in Okay Buddy, but not in How to Be Unpopular. Not in How to Be Unpopular. No, because the, the skateboard boom was... Coming like coming off of the 90s and into the early 2000s, 
Tony Hawk Pro Skater and all that shit was early 2000s. So I think Sycamus was just being built around 2000. Okay. Or it may have been there, but we hadn't we hadn't Discovered really f- it. started that. It was a very important okay. part of our skating experience. Thank you. To check out all these little weird parks that were being built all around BC because of the skateboard boom yeah. of the early 2000s. And even from the first session, Sycamus was still... I know anybody from Vancouver who's listening to this is rolling their eyes. Oh, they're going to that fucking park again. <laughs> That's the point. It's a, it's it's a, a special place. Park. It's for rollerblading, it's so good. It has a few ground rails, different size ledges, steep banks for lots of speed, a classic like NISS fun box, but low. Some nice launches, and then that one long ledge on the side. It's great. It's got it all. Oh, and a pyramid. It's got everything you need, yeah. You can do some spins, some grabs. And Merritt's, yeah, Merritt is another one where we've gone there, and we filmed there. We haven't used a lot. In 2016, we did. That park is re- actually really good. Its dip base downfall is that it's really close to a busy road. Yeah. So it's hard to vibe there. You're right. It's distracting. But if that same layout was like a Sycamuse or Salmon Arm or somewhere, yeah, away from a busy road, it's important. I always forget about that. That really came through when I was editing uh, Zone because I no music use that some of the shittier sessions were in louder places close to roads. Yeah. That focus and concentration is way more difficult. This is... This way? Are you thinking of Rayleigh? this or something or were they trying to the the craft just play project where your community has a project in mind and they vote on for the skate park funding towards yeah wasn't there a certain amount of money donated by the craft corp I don't know craft isn't the corporation but maybe it's kind of contest nice handicap rail there's some stuff to skate here. This is the one. So when you saw this, were you, did you stop and chase on the way back from Little, or going to Shushua? No, we drove here. There's a really nice beach park oh, down there. this road. I've never yeah. been to that. Yeah, it's really nice. That walkway thing that they built was cool though. Yeah. Here's the park, nice and wet. I had torque swivel written down for the hump. Shit. Yeah, it's a nice hump. 
we can look at it and eat. Yeah. Take a pick. Take a pick. That was really fun looking at a wet skate park. Yeah. Check out the picture yeah. on Instagram. The <laughs> wet skate park we just visited. We're just telling our story. We're just telling stories that reflect our brand. Exactly. And our lifestyle. Yeah. We said 0% chance though, and that prediction was correct. Yeah. So I think Salmon Arm is also a zero percent. I feel chance. like I feel like around noon it'll turn around. Okay. That's my prediction based on what I saw on Apple weather. <laughs> I, w I was checking multiple places just yeah, to give myself more hope. I've been obsessing over the weather all week. Again, similar to uh, expectations that can result in a depressing feeling. Uh, do you get uh, do you get nervous before like a couple days before if you know that you have a session planned? Do you get like nervous? For I'll get it? a I'll get a quick a quick little blast like a like a one or two you know like the the cop siren blast like a like if a cop was about or if you saw a police oh, car yeah. it's like a little Anxious shot. blast, a little like espresso a, shot of a, anxiety, a little fight or flight. Yeah, quick little fight or flight. But um, no, it's more recently. It's just a really strange because I've been doing skating for so long. It's this strange ramp up on the day. Like it's usually two or three hours before this weird ramp up of energy. Where similar to you, it, it's pretty simple to not eat or drink anything. Like it. I try and hydrate, but everyone, more for um, it's also the trips were really bad. The trips were getting really, really, really bad. Like, prove yourself three zone, and then the attempted sequel to zone, like, so much pressure. Like, making sure, like, the route, the weather, the gear, gotta have the gear, and just. That, that same feeling of like, is this weird that I'm doing this again? <laughs> I like having something in my life that, that makes me nervous like that. Yeah. It's like that feeling of, because it, it is uncomfortable, but I've come to realize that it's your body just getting ready for something. Yeah. Like your body is like ramping up and it's like a nervous energy. Bonus points if you take a big poop. Yeah, big shit. Definitely. Fight or flight, I, I though. find I always, like, even before exercise, like, if I know I'm going to exercise, my, I'll have to poop. That's a good thing, though. Because my body will get, like, just it's knows. getting ready. It's like in Grizzly Man when the bears are fighting and they, they shit. <laughs> I still want Werner Herzog to narrate one of our videos one day. <laughs> Just like objectively go through whatever footage he wants and then just craft a Werner Herzog narrative around it. Because he would have some interesting insights on Definitely. why we are doing it from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah, fight or flight. 
it's uh, you should take a healthy poop though. If you're if it's like sickly diarrhea poop, then that's not something's off there. A well-formed log is what you're you're suggesting. Which is uh, alcohol is not going to do you any favors in that department. No. Ugh. A hot beer shit. Oh. A beer shit. Oh. It's amazing how much of uh, the younger skating days is hungover. A lot of it. We've, I skated pretty good hungover. There was a certain energy, but I don't think it was because of the alcohol. I just think it was because of having like really good times the night before and yep. all, like the laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the laugh therapy. Yep. And then, and then it overrode the negative effects of the alcohol because your soul was just like yeah, so that's released true. from all the laughing. Like I've had nights where I didn't sleep, but I just laughed so much and I felt fine the next day. That's true. It's very healthy to laugh a lot. Yeah. As the sign says, live, laugh, love. Live, love, laugh. Or is it live, love, laugh? Live, love, laugh. It's a good combination of items. If you can do those three things. It's, yeah, the sign has become a meme and a joke, but it is good advice. It's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. I think there's one of those in our house. Possibly. No, 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 I don't know. No, there is. Might be one at the lake or something like that. It's a good reminder. Live, love, laugh. In that order. Yeah. Because if you laugh before you love, that's not good. It's not good. Not the best order. Well, aren't it? Living kind of encompasses all three items, right? Living is You can't the really most. help but live. Unless you're just dead. Living is the most important. <laughs> you have to be alive. <laughs> to love and to laugh. Yeah. Maybe you love a lot more once you stop living. Maybe living is like a barrier to... You get glimpses of love. Oh, yeah. But true love only happens when you're not living. Maybe we're here just to learn how to love in the end. I was thinking about this. If I went away for two or three weeks and if you just meditated and all that shit and you had it all figured out you'd still have to come back into just a normalizing filter of life that's yeah the practical has become so much more important these days in my mind well that's the thing is like yeah meditation is great but you need to learn how to meditate in chaos you need to be able to embrace like the, the the noise of life because if you're just meditating all the time then you're just hiding from stress and from stimulus it's good to learn how to I think we get addicted to stimulus 
Oh, yeah. So it's good to, like, painfully subject yourself to the nothingness and to just, like... Really good. Force yourself. It's so weird how it's so hard to just sit and not look at anything, not listen to anything. Skating has a bit of that, though. Like, you can kind of tap into that a little bit. That quieting of everything. Yeah. In a different way. I think it's, yeah, it's similar, but it's in a totally different medium. Like, it's... Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. It's, it's high stimulus, but it's uh, it's still tuning out a lot of... Tuning out your thoughts, focusing on on one thing. Miguel articulated it quite well. Really on well. On the Jump Street podcast. Yeah, I really liked that episode. Yeah, yeah, his was really good. Uh-huh. It's Isn't it awesome? Because... One of the big reasons that you don't like doing... I I don't like it, too. Skype podcasts are really, really annoying. Really hard. And the fact that we have one now where people do it in person all the time... Oh, it's so much really better. good. Yeah. You get... Uh, there's, um, there's so much more of the connection and camaraderie that comes through... Yeah. ...in person. Skype is so difficult. Yeah, it's awesome that they're doing a podcast in New York, so there's always people coming through. And people with credentials. Yeah. History. People with the inside scoop. I just hope they keep it going, because I know the amount of work that they're putting into that thing's pretty impressive. It's extremely impressive. Holy shit. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Because I love the Nine Club, and I know it's... I'm pretty sure it's directly inspired by it. It's got to be. I guess not. There's a lot of there's uh, a lot of podcasts. podcasts yeah. that, That's yeah, true. I, I don't know if it's inspired by the Nine Club, but I would love to have a, a setup like that. Holy shit! Yeah, do you beautiful. ever? But do, doing it from Kamloops just doesn't make any sense. Cause like, you would just have to be like you'd a, have this really a nice studio, and no one would ever. Come. Eventually, people will be able to hologram in, and yeah. data will become a lot better. But that's in the far, far, far future. Yeah, I was reflecting on if I had just a lot of money, what I would do with skating, and that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Is I, I would there'd be a, yeah like a studio space where podcasting filming stuff and editing would all happen it would be in Kamloops it would just be this little space all of the skating shit could be there like no more skating shit in the garage like all of the skating world is just in this one spot that would be dope and then I don't know if I we would fly people out to be on the podcast yeah I always think about if my 9 to 5 that I do right now was just going to that place like if I made paid myself out the same amount of money or I had so much money that I didn't have to worry about it that's what I would do it would just be edits podcasts and it wouldn't really be a company so much as it would be just a place where you go to make stuff it would be I guess the mushroom blading headquarters I don't know the office tinkering yeah it would be well yeah it would just be exactly what I do now but slightly more interesting (laughs) <laughs> Not, I do like my job now, but, but yeah, I hope they keep that going. Definitely. Yeah, it's awesome. I think they're going to be at uh, Woodward, so Leon might, I think Leon said he was going to be at that What Year Is It event. Yeah. I hope Leon goes on. <laughs> I love, uh, both their voices too are really good. The, really way, they, good. the way they speak. 
like very classic New York accents. Yeah, their voices sound so good. <laughs> it reflects their skating accents. style too. Yeah. And how many? There's seven or eight podcasts now, or ten or nine. Or, I love that. Like if you can't, if you haven't skated, you can still listen to and think about it. And it's amazing how when people tell, uh, I mean, I was joking about stories earlier from a branding and marketing perspective, when, but when somebody actually tells a skating story about their history, though it's very visceral sometimes, like you can really feel what they're talking about. Yeah. And it gets you stoked to just do a soul grind or... It gets you really stoked. I don't know what that is. It Sometimes, this is, may sound strange, but it gives me the feeling of watching a... Know, when you watched a skate video when you were younger yeah you just had a general feeling that you wanted to go out and skate I get that from podcasts yeah me too it's weird like the yeah. Cesar Mora one got me so excited to just not that I'm good at airing but like to air a quarter pipe it can almost help you connect with your own memories yeah and your own life. definitely because yeah we've all had similar experiences growing up skating so it just brings you back to that, those certain moments. <laughs> I love when I hear in other human movement device activities, they say the thing like, yeah, what other thing could you travel around the world and meet up with people that do the same thing as you and sleep on the floor? And I'm thinking, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's like yeah, there's a six or seven of them. <laughs> there isn't just one of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else like it in the there's world. Nothing else like it. Yeah, there's a there's, there's a, a few. there's a bunch of them. There's a few things. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And they're all real. They're all real, Joey, to the people that do them. Yeah. If we can just uh, understand that real, recognize real. Exactly. Because in this situation, a lot of times, real doesn't recognize real. Like if it wasn't real. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this. It's funny that you can also be doing an activity that's not real to other activities, but within that activity, not be real to the people within that. Like, rollerblading isn't a real activity to other action sports, but within rollerblading, there are certain people who rollerblade who don't do real rollerblading. Right. There's levels of real. And then there's some dudes who are, quote-unquote, the realest dudes out there. Whoa. One of the realest The ultimate real? I've always wanted to make a... Have you seen This Is Spinal Tap? Yeah. There's so much to make fun of in action sports in that, like, mockumentary style if it was done really well yeah because a lot of it is so absurd and so ridiculous there's a lot of parts that are great but then there's a lot of the like how big it got and how serious some people take it and it's really (laughs) not as serious or as important as a lot of people think it is yeah there's always people who will do heroic feats on these things on anything and be amazing but Sometimes the the pedestals and the structures are really funny. 
like I posted um, bands there. Have you heard on the VF Corp site? I'll read you what Vans is. We should just copy this and have it on the front page of Mushroom Blading. Okay. Connecting with youth culture to promote creative self-expression, authenticity, and progression while linking deep roots in action sports with art, music, and street culture. A lot of thought went into that. A lot of iterations. A lot of additions. That's well sculpted. Wow. Yeah, if you want to have your hands in everything, just say that out loud. Jesus. It is funny that... Like, they sculpted that so well. But they're describing something that's that's so boldly unscripted. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I'm fucking wearing some right now. Because they're like the official older dad office shoes that, you know, they're really comfortable. Yeah. It's a good product. They make great shoes. They're just... These and Converse and a couple other shoes you can get away with wearing at an office and they just are kind of accepted. You don't have to wear dress shoes, but yeah. it is funny that they've, that their market share is so wide that way. Like they do have their little fingers and everything. BMX snuck in there too, somehow. Shoe companies are kind of like soft drink companies. Yeah, it's the way that you, it's the, it's your feelings around the product, the feelings that you have attached to the product, yeah, right? The way they market them. Did you ever watch American Movie? American Movie? Yeah, with like the Fubar-ish guy who's making a horror movie called Coven. Oh, that sounds so familiar. There's just a really a good... A long time ago I saw this, yeah. One of the best Coke and Pepsi rants ever that he really likes Pepsi. He was going through a fast food drive through and talking about how he hates places that have Coke and that he loves Pepsi. And it was one of the few times I heard a really good defense. Somebody who really liked Pepsi. Because it's usually that people like Coke. <laughs> Isn't it? Usually. I think Coke is the, the more popular soft drink. It's classic. Is it based Coke on classic. the flavor? Or I is think it based on the marketing? Or both, I guess. I did the taste test when I was young. Did you ever do that? Uh, and I think I, I think I liked Pepsi better when I did the blind taste test. But in terms of marketing and branding, Coca-Cola is so integrated into family events, Christmas, everything. Like, and it's so funny. It's a drink. When you say it's a, a sugary, bad for you fucking drink. It's almost black. And, 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 and but yet. The, the logo and the branding is so important to what they do. It's more important than the, than the recipe. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. It's everywhere, too. You'll see Coca-Cola signs in the Fucking weirdest every, places. everywhere around the world. It's global. Down the weirdest, uh, weird side streets in Mexico, 
when it's like painted on a wall. Yeah. I, they, they, fuck, yeah. It's creepy, man. It's one of the, the best examples, though, of how marketing and branding, the, the emotions and feelings that somebody have attached to a logo and a, and a brand and a color. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola classic. It's one of the things that people say, like if you have your little headset and you're doing a keynote, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, Apple. It's one of those ones that you say in that group. Yeah, where is marketing going? It's a good question. Because it's so... And it's all... A lot of it is defined by the upcoming generation that grew up with the internet. Like, kids born in 2000 onward get the balls kind of in their court on what they want to make. They're way harder to market to than we were. We were a lot easier to market to. It was yeah, a slower we trickle. We ate it all up. We ate it all up, yeah. We actually watched TV. Magazines. Yeah. Again, with the skate video, it's also, I think, I love... I love the medium so much for how interesting it was when I first discovered it, that it wasn't it wasn't television. Yeah. Which was really big, so it was a way you could find out about different music and see different parts of the United States, sometimes the world. It was such like an interesting, such an exciting thing to get. Very exciting. Probably more exciting than anything else in my life at that time. Like getting a new video, a new skate video in the mail was the best. Actually, yeah, that was the most exciting thing in your life. That could happen. Yeah. In the, the kind of like 14 or 13 to 18 range, then yeah. there's like alcohol and driving. And those things weren't as exciting as getting a skate video, but they dulled it a little bit. Pretty more. exciting. Although, still... I think maybe Leading the Blind was the last really big one that I remember. Like, really powerful experience. Rain Fear Gone Low by far was one of the, like, wow. yeah, that's intense. super unforgettable. So intense. Words was, took a while for me. It didn't fully click until like a year, a year later, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> you said you were gonna, uh, was it because words came out in the winter time and you weren't gonna watch it until the summer until the summer and you were gonna and you're gonna so save my juice yeah I didn't want to get juiced in the winter didn't want to ruin the video that's that's painful when you get a new video in the winter and you're so stoked and you can't even go skate it's always when they come out though because they've been it's a good time to sell something and they've been working on it summer you you gave in though I did 
I had to just watch it. It's good to have something to hold on to over the winter. I also said I was gonna learn how to do the splits. Oh yeah, that's right. Was that after was watching s- words? Yeah, I was gonna stretch every day and do the splits. How by, far did by you summer? get? Not not very far. Guys, uh, it's harder for us to do the splits the way our hips are built. This shit is hard. The ladies, their hips are more designed to to stretch like I that. I think we're more likely to do we're more likely to do the the side. What's it called? Where it's your front leg is out and your back leg, like instead of your legs going the Van Dam way, we're more likely to do the splits the oh, really? straight the other way. way. I think, yeah. I could just be talking out of my ass, though. So it's looking like Salmon Arm is uh, definitely 0%, which yeah, is okay. It's looking rough. I was probably least excited for this part. For this one? Yes. Yeah, I'm mostly excited for the last two. Yeah, which is, so even if this might work, this might work. Salmon Arm I like, but more. It's a fun park. It's just, it's really uh, common. Like, it's yeah. really traditional. No graffiti? Fuck that no graffiti bullshit. That really it takes feels away from the It feels really experience. plain when I skated. Yeah. It's lacking the, it's lacking that inspiration that I like in a skate park space. It's less gritty. Yeah. And unique. That's what's so awesome about Sycamuse is it's older. Older, weather-beaten, grippy cement. Yeah. Weird-ass skate park design, those banks would be terrifying on a skateboard. They would. Shit. Really steep and, and whippy. Really, uh, yeah, whippy at the bottom. But I, one of a kind. Outside of Enderby. Enderby has whippy banks. Yeah. I love the, I, I love shitty weird skate park designs from the early 2000s. Something about the pavement at Sycamus too, like it's wet, it's 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 aged in such a good way. It's somewhere between smooth, but a little bit of grip. Yeah. It seems like the new the new new parks, the the way they're the concrete is poured, um, it just it doesn't age well. Like it cracks over time instead of like getting grippier. Do you notice that? Yeah. Like it. There. People don't know, but Kamloops is not as nice in some spots as it looks on camera. Um, yeah, there's a few parts that are, are really damaged. Yeah. There's a, but there's one part that it's almost borderline. I'm not sure if you could drop in on that quarter pipe and get through that chunky stuff on a skateboard. It, yeah, you it's might really get caught bad. up. Are they gonna fix that? It's a good question. They better. That's it, bullshit. It's hard for us to. You can't really capture that stuff on camera either. You, you sometimes just have to be an attentive uh, listener when you're viewing the video to know that there's rough cement. Yeah. That's such like a core thing, hey, when you skate a spot with really rough cement. There's it's places fun, in the though. world where the, the, the pavement isn't rough ever. It's perfect. Because it never fucking rains and it never snows. The two skate parks I was most excited for today and tomorrow are the most weather-beaten and old. Hope and Sycamus. Armstrong is fairly old. We 
skated that park when it was brand new. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Made me 540 the flat, and I was so mad at you guys. And then I did it, but then I fell, and then I was even more mad. The pyramid at Armstrong was like uh, Mason really wanted me to 540 to the flat. He knew I could do it, and I know I could, but I was already mad that he wanted me to do it. But then I wanted to prove that I could, but then I fell. <laughs> oh. It's good to have people to push you like that, though. <laughs> I got a drop of 540 in the flat. I had that written down at Sycamus in the Wizards, like carve the bank. And then I would start with just doing a nice 540 over the pyramid. Yeah. Maybe 540. It's a good one to do to flat that pyramid. Yeah, it is. Because there's a lot of uh, landing space. Yeah. It's a good size to gap to the flat. Did you have any aerial tricks written down for the pyramid? For that pyramid? Yeah. Um, not no. Just stuff out of the bank. Nothing. Oh yeah, the bank. I don't think I had anything for that for that pyramid. I had a couple out of there too. Damn. It's coming down. It's really raining. is apparently in the clear-up point. Do those uh, adventure parks look fun to you? Um, what is that, these adventure like, parks? Are you going to do that as a family where you're on like the harness and you, uh, you're walking across stuff that's high up? Is it? It's by the Enchanted Forest. There's like a, I think it's called Sky Trek. Sky Trek. And you, you walk. You have a helmet and a harness and you're walking on things that are high up. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound fun <laughs> at all. What about, I'm not gonna do that. have you ziplined before? Ziplining's fun. I didn't enjoy it. No? No, it was very quiet. I think I had to get up really early and didn't eat before. Yeah. And was with a group who was so excited to go ziplining and then <laughs> made me less excited. It was kind of fun. Ziplining is a pretty cool feeling. It's like flying. Yeah, I didn't. Didn't. Uh, none of that stuff clicked with me. No. Even in adventure class in uh, in high school, like when we would go rock climbing and kayaking and stuff, they were just they felt so limited. I'll have to try yeah, I guess again. When you when you're used to skating, I mean skating really trumps all that bullshit. Kayaking was so weird that your legs are stuffed together thing and then you have a paddle so your your arms again like like the biking thing if, if you were to green screen out 
the device, how funny some of these sports with both kayaking would look super funny, like somebody sitting in a river with their legs sticking straight forward, <laughs> not moving, forward. and then their back sticking straight up so they're a 90 degree angle with their arms just waving. It's the, I guess it's the correct device for being in whitewater. I'm surprised they haven't designed some kind of like a free body suit that you go in whitewater with. Like the, the wingsuit of whitewater. <laughs> for water. Where you have more freedom of movement. It's funny, all, yeah, all these things, it's, you just, it's what you're used to. It, it, it makes you, it gives you a certain perspective on it. Like when you're used to skating and you're used to having all that freedom with your body, yeah. then you really notice the restrictions, but other people wouldn't really feel that. They're just like, I'm in a, a boat vehicle with my legs stuffed in here. I remember uh, Mason one day saying, I was watching a promo on the Extreme Sports channel, and there was a kayaker going over a waterfall, doing a mute grab on his kayak. <laughs> and he was so disgusted by that. I think we both were disgusted. I mean, it's pretty bad that we... As rollerblading, we took grabs from, like, we don't have to grab our boots, but doing it on a kayak is like neck, like, reaching wow. across your kayak. Well, doing anything expressive in a kayak, it's like, what, what are you doing? And if there's any kayakers listening, I... things. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not an artistic thing. I mean, I am sounding very close-minded right now. But just in terms of, like, what, like... Expressive movement. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm coming from. Your whole your whole lower body is in a big tube. And all that said, I do think that the Latimer speech at the end of Brain Gone is still not... I ate it up when I was younger. But I don't believe that rollerblading is the be-all, end-all expressive art form. It's just a really good one. It's a it's really not, good one, yeah. It's... There's definitely other other ones that are good. In terms of expression, it is it's really probably good. the most expressive, which is why a lot of people don't like it. Well, yeah, because they're really uncomfortable with it. People love their restrictions. People love yeah. to like have a uniform and hold a stick and have things that limit their movement so that they can stay in a safe little role. People love their roles. Freedom's scary for people. It's still... That's what skating is. Freedom. It's it's insane freedom. It's it's if you compare it to skateboarding, biking, snowboarding, even skiing, it's the most. Oh yeah, it's, it has the most room of... for error in terms of style and wackiness, and that's what makes it good, though. Yeah. Um. It's stuck. It's the most mockable. The... Oh yeah. It can be the, the most embarrassing. What was the the quote from the, the dude that stuck with me for the longest time? No, man, I just can't have skates on without holding on to a hockey stick. Yeah. Didn't the guy say that to you? Yeah. Fuck. That just captures so much, that one statement. 
like, what do I do with all this freedom? <laughs> it just makes me uncomfortable. I don't know how to hold my limbs. Lack of parasitic movement. And it is funny that good style to some is not moving your arms at all. It can look really No dope. arm movement. Nothing. If it became really popular to put your arms to sleep before a skate session, so you had really good style, like you injected them with something so they couldn't move. Paralyze your arms. Like your soyels would look so good if your arms were just asleep. You could only move your, your chest, your head, and your legs, but your arms just stayed low. Such good style. Such good style.